Hi, hello again, friends, and welcome to another edition of To The Turnbuckle, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions, right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. I am your host, or whatever's left of him, Logan Loganity Morris, and with me is the man that puts the produce in producer. I'm talking about, of course, a man that, look, he's a teacher, he's a friend, he's a bud, he's going to be Mr. Honored Classic this weekend. No, he won't back down, and unlike Mr. Cody Rhodes, he's not leaving for nothing. I'm talking about Travis Snarly Napper. How are you, buddy? Can't hear you, buddy. Oh, well, that would probably help. Yeah. Uh, it's been a great week. See, I'm already back to my normal self. Isn't life grand? Uh, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. Last week was pretty good as well, so... A lot of great stuff. I was sad that I missed the show last week and uh, <clears throat> didn't get to talk all those fine, fine things with you, but we're here. We're back. McCarthy should be back at some point. I know he's kind of blank right there, but he should be back at some point. So all the crew will be back to its normal, crazy, chaotic self. So no need to fret. No need to worry. No need to fret and no need to worry. Yes, no doubt about that. As my dog wants to make noise, quit it. God, you got to love shows from home. Uh, Mr. Napper, have you seen the bummer this week? Have I seen the what? Seen it. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Vince McMahon, that's right, I'm talking about the guy that owns that billion dollar company, you know, the madman, that whole guy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's rumored to be taking on, not Austin Theory, uh, not Stone Cold Steve Austin, not The Undertaker, but Pat McAfee in a match at WrestleMania this year. He will appear on the Pat McAfee show this Thursday at uh, high noon as you and I are getting set up for that Arnold Classic. And, uh, well, it looks like it's going to plant the seeds for a few. Now, Meltzer has said that it'll be a smoke and near show. Uh, Vince won't take any bumps, really. I like that you're putting the middle name. Uh, it, if, if that happens, if... That is the case. If Vince takes part in a match in any way, shape, or form, what I mean by that is ding, ding, and ding, ding, and Vince is in the ring. Do you think this is really going to happen? I mean, 76-year-old Vince McMahon is going to wrestle in a match in some form or another. What do you think of this rumor? So I've seen a lot of things saying that it's probably not going to be an actual match. And the funny thing that I, I think is kind of interesting is the way that it's been said what's going to happen is it's going to be a big smoke and mirrors event. And I, I saw smoke and mirrors and I was like, Hmm, could they be playing us again? They seem to love to throw out a few teasers. Could they have been told smoke and mirrors for a very specific reason? And I was like, nah, I don't know if Cody Rhodes versus Pat McAfee really does it for me, but Hey, it could be interesting. I I, I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's one of those things with Ric Flair. You don't think it's going to happen, but you know the man is just damn crazy enough to do it. 
exactly. That's what I'm thinking is I think this match is going to happen in some form. I don't know that Vince will get very physical. Uh, maybe it's a case of where it's a no DQ match and, uh, and Vince lets Theory do all the work. And I don't know, Vince does a couple of moves. But I think if Vince is booked for a match in some form or another, he will work said match. And that that is stunning to me in any form or fashion because he is, in fact, a crazy bastard. There's just no denying that. There's there's no denying that. So I think if they book him for a match, again, you could go a no DQ route and pretty much have theory do all the work. And I don't know, maybe Vince does a few physical things and gets the W or the loss, however you want to. I have no idea who would win this match. You know, I I, I don't have a clue. Uh, I will say it would be the the thing I'm intrigued most by WrestleMania. Uh, hearing 100,000 people scream no chance in hell would be pretty cool. Uh, do you think that this match, I don't, I don't mean that he's going to genuinely wrestle. I, I mean, do we get this match in the ring at some point? Is Vince McMahon going to take part in a match somehow, some way at WrestleMania this year? Do you buy that? No, I don't. I, I, I believe the rumor that it'll be some sort of smoke and mirrors, and that's what we're going to get. So I think you're wrong. I, 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 I'm you sure you do, and I... I'm, very convinced that there's a chance you're right. Uh, I don't think he'll do a whole lot of physical things. I don't think he'll take a whole lot of bumps. I don't, because he didn't take a whole lot of bumps when he faced Brett. Neither one of them did because they can't. Um, nope. But uh, I think this happens in some form. I think it could be an ODQ match where Theory does all the work and Vince just stands there and kind of goes, yeah, damn it. And then Vince comes in with a few, you know, cheap shots. But I don't think they're really going to. If they're going to book this match in some form, Vince is doing something that involves either taking a one, two, three or getting a one, two, three. And he's going to walk down there and power walk. And he'll be one of the oldest technical competitors that we've ever seen in the ring because he's just crazy enough to do it. Uh even if this doesn't happen, the fact that we've reached the point of we're talking about this as a, as a genuine possibility, I think it's going to happen. You don't, but you, you, you're open to the, the fact that it might. This is such a – everything about this mania is, is just throwing shit at the wall. I'm just going to say it. What do you think that is? I, I think a lot of it has to do – and I'm I, – I'm going to blame the fans. I think it's a lot to do with the fans because they've grown accustomed to not really caring too much about the story and more so about the match, or at least that's the perception in wrestling is we all care about the spots. We all care about the moves. We all care about, you know, whether or not they win a title or not. We don't really care about the in-depth story. And so why waste all that time putting effort into creating a story for the casual fans because that's all you're really appealing to is the casual fans the diehards are probably going to watch it no matter what um you're going to appeal to the casual fan the casual fan is going to probably not care so much about the story um they're going to be invested in how cool the match looks so i i think that's where you know 
can they put on a good match? And you're seeing a couple of the matches that they're lining up. It's like, all right, yeah, we don't have to worry about story. These two can put on a good match. Those two can put on a good match. And let's roll with it. Well, uh, Pat McAfee and Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and this is no disrespect to either individual. Uh, one is a hero of mine. The other I have great respect for. If you've watched this show before, you you know which one I'm talking about. For each each one, go ahead and judge me. Uh, That's so nice of you to say that about Pat McAfee, that he's your inspiration. Right. Um, They're not going to put on a good match. uh, I I don't – I just feel like based on the tease we saw last night on Raw, and we'll get into that as we close the show in in two and a half hours. But I just feel like I think it's going to be booked as some sort of no DQ thing or even maybe potentially a two-on-one handicap match where Austin Theory does all the work and Vince stands there and goes, yeah, damn it. Oh, I could definitely see that. He gets a couple of slaps in and, and, you know, I I don't know. Uh, He used to love to do his opponent's finishing move. The problem is is we don't know what Pat McAfee's finishing move really is. Uh, You know, I guess maybe he'll punt him in the head. I don't know. He could do it. I could see him I punting. Don't, I, I do think that Vince is going to be booked in a match. I don't know how much he's going to wrestle. It might be Firefly Funhouse style. I have no idea. I want to see that training montage. Vince McMahon practicing to punt somebody. The, I, now, I I have to look at it from two different ways. And, and this is a topic that deserves a lot of discussion because it lit the world on fire this past week. Did it not? Uh-huh. Absolutely. I mean, it was it was the talk of the Tizown of the IWC. I look at it from a few few ways. A few ways, Napa. On one hand, I want it to happen in some form desperately. I want Vince booked in a match, and yes, 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 I want that more, and I want to see the Undertaker wrestle this year because I love Vince. But I also make no bones about the fact that it's obvious that Vince is finally showing his age physically. I'm not suggesting that internally he has an issue, but he certainly has lost much of his size. He's kind of lost that commanding presence that we, that we, we used to, I mean, he used to just be able to just take up a room and that's not really who he is anymore. Don't get me wrong. I still wouldn't mess with him in a dark alley, but I just, it's going if this match happens in any form, whether he's just standing there, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be weird to see Vince in street clothes, looking as frankly as small and hunched as he currently is. Uh, it, you know, I, just from a visual perspective, I, I just don't, um, I don't know. And the fact that it's internally on the board, according to Dave Meltzer, just proves one thing to me: uh, Vince McMahon is crazy. We always knew he was, but as he keeps getting older, he keeps getting crazier. It is an absolute joke uh, how crazy he is. Why would you uh, come back to face Pat McAfee, period? And then why would you come back at 76 years old? My only guess is this. I think it's the one thing about this. I think one thing we're not talking enough about. 
This was obviously probably going to be Shane's spot. You book it as Pat McAfee versus Shane McMahon because his last name is McMahon. And keep in mind, who's Pat McAfee work for, Napper? I'll, I'll answer for you. ESPN. If this match is booked at all and happens in any form, bump, no bump, stand there or don't stand there, that is major buzz. Pat McAfee, Super Bowl punter, mega ESPN employee, getting in the ring in some form with the chairman of the WWE, ESPN will eat that up. And it would be nearly as cool of a story as ESPN mega employee getting in the ring with the son of the owner of this company. And we could work a genuine true match. But I think that probably Shane's fit was was like, well, I don't because you probably for some reason I think ESPN or Vince or whomever thought the idea's got to be somebody that has the perception of some power in this company. You never say never, but we saw the report yesterday that it's very unlikely that Triple H ever wrestles again. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but certainly it feels too soon right now. And we have to, I I would give him another year before I'd ever think about it and make sure his health is tip top. Shane is out of the picture. Um, Stephanie's not going to work an intergender match. It might truly be a case of Vince is in a bind, so he's got to book himself in some form in a match that he's got to some form show up for. Do you think this was going to be Shane's spot? I <laughs> well, excuse me. I, I think that's possible. I, I definitely would. I wouldn't be surprised if that was what the original plan was. And who knows? Maybe it is. It, maybe it still is Shane's spot. You know, there were conflicting reports after he was supposedly quietly let go that he wasn't let go at all and that he is still with the company. And maybe they kind of shoehorn him in there and maybe this was the plan all along is he comes to the defense of his father and takes the match. Um, I, I don't know. I would say that it's probably likely, though, that it was intended for Shane to be in this match. Whether or not he actually ends up in the match or, you know, whether or not this even happens, I don't know. But I think that's a pretty safe bet. This was probably intended for Shane. I agree. I think it was intended for Shane. As we said, when those reports about Shane broke about a month ago now, uh, might have been three weeks, but someone at ball, ballpark. I don't think that Shane has gone from the company. I think he's been sent home until the heat blows over. So I don't think he's going to be involved in Mania. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a, I'm a Shane guy. But I don't think he's gone. I think he still has a talent contract. But I think his behavior, whatever it was, I wasn't there. And we have to keep in mind that Vince's mother had died that weekend. Uh, but I think his behavior embarrassed some of the higher-ups at WWE in front of big celebs like Bad Bunny and potentially Johnny Knoxville. And, and But this this mania just it feels like it's going to be the most short-sighted mania in history. I said this to you last night in our private conversation because, and it makes it interesting, but everything they're doing just reeks of desperation. There's there's only one true long-term story that's getting paid off here, and that's Brock and Roman. But you think about it. whether If this match happens in any form, in any form, whether Vince takes a bump or not, whether it's a cinematic match, 
whether it's a two-on-one handicap match. If Vince McMahon faces Pat McAfee in any form, that's desperation, number one. Number two, Logan Paul is on this card. He's going to wrestle and, and face the Mysterios with The Miz. Johnny Knoxville is going to get an Intercontinental Championship match. Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's coming back, and as cool as that is, it's been nearly 20 years since he wrestled. And oh, who's he going to wrestle? Maybe Roman. That would make some cool sense. Face of the company versus face of the company. Cena, same thing. No, he's going to wrestle Kevin Owens because he hates Texas. <laughs> uh, it, everything <sighs> they're doing, uh, it makes it interesting the fact that it's desperate. But I feel like they're going to hit one big reset button on Monday Night Raw and, t- and none of it meant a damn thing. <laughs> this feels so thrown against the wall and so for the casual fan. Do you get that idea that this is going to be the most short-sighted mania in history and that it's just just trying to sell out that huge stadium two days in a row? Because that's what I feel like. I don't know if it would be completely short-sighted. Um Becky and Bianca is a little bit of a longer story. Uh, granted, they kind of abandoned it for like a month or two, but the whole SummerSlam story, that's that's still going on. So there's a little bit of story there. Uh, it already does, does kind of feel like they're hitting the reset button because we're getting a title unification match. So already they're going, you know, let's let's completely just throw things against the wall and see what happens. Um, I, and but that kind of unification match isn't going to mean anything. Have you seen Uncle Dave's latest report on what they're probably going to do? I have not. I'm afraid to ask. Go ahead. Tell me. Uh, Uncle Dave's latest report. And I acknowledge that he gets as much right as he does wrong. There's no guarantee that he's accurate. Right. But Uncle Dave's latest report is that they're going to do what they did 20 years ago at Triple H. Remember, History lesson, young folks. Remember when Chris Jericho won the undisputed championship from Triple H, and the and and Raw didn't have a title. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, Bischoff just put the belt on Triple H's shoulder. He brought back the World Heavyweight Championship and just put the belt on Triple H's shoulder. Yeah. You you recall that at all? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's the current plan. <laughs> yeah. Why? The unified title thing might last a week or two. Oh, God. Because, because neither network is going to allow their their brand to not have a top championship. How about we do the novel thing and have the champion be on both shows? Don't think either one of those two want to do that for some reason. Now, I haven't heard that. But you know, I know Brock doesn't, but I don't think Brock's winning. But we'll get into that when the time comes. But I think I think I think Brock's winning. We'll see. We'll get into that. I mean, I don't well, well in advance. I was just having this talk with a buddy of mine last night. I don't. There's nowhere else to go if Brock loses. There's there's what where else? Who can? Are we waiting on the Rock for next year? There's no guarantee he'll be available next year because. Year after year, we hear he's in the plans, and then, oh, something came up. So that's... They, they that's, almost so- have to book it a year in advance like they did Rock and Cena. The problem is, I don't know I don't know if Rock, because The Rock is a bigger star now than he was then, and he was damn huge then. 
I don't know if I don't know if The Rock can afford to go a year in advance because what if he gets a big time offer that he can't turn down? I mean, Black Adam's going to be huge. Yeah. You know, what I don't he, know because the, the it, I mean, because what are your other options if if Roman beats Brock Lesnar clean a mania? What are your other options? Well, I, you know, Undertaker. I, sure. <laughs> I have no I idea. I really don't. With the, I was speculating. I, I said, you know, it, who's the guy? Because if Rock isn't available next year, then who's the guy to finally beat him? Is it Stone Cold? Well, that would be kind of cool in theory, yeah. but he's going to be pushing 60. <laughs> in kayfabe, let's keep this in mind, and then we'll we'll move on to some other news as, we, as we'll continue to digest the fact that Vince might wrestle. But in kayfabe, Roman has beaten everybody. From Drew McIntyre to John Cena to the Demon Finn Balor to Goldberg to Owens to Bryan to Edge, Every, that is one of in kayfabe. That is one of the greatest runs in history. If he beats Brock Lesnar, who the hell is the guy? Um, again, unless you're absolutely assured the Rock can do next year. And even if he can, I don't know if Roman and his mystique and this cool run he's on can survive another year. This ain't 1985. We're a shorter attention span era. We're not we're we're not all about you know the big long runs. Frankly, it just we're we're just not that society anymore. In 1985, with Hogan and all that, and his four year run as champ, you can handle that because we had longer attention spans and things like that. Now we have other options, and we we just have lost our our attention span as a society. Don't you think, just for the sake of freshness, just for the sake of freshness, don't you think, just for the sake of freshness, it's time. To, to have Brock have a small run? Because here's my idea, and I want to get your thoughts. Brock wins the title at Mania, but I only think he should hold it until July at Money in the Bank, and then I think Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, or Big E, any of the three I'm fine with, should have a big moment at Money in the Bank in Vegas at, at, at Allegiant Stadium. And, and frankly, we should take a break from these big long runs for now because again the attention span i don't think we as an audience have it it's been 500 and something days that's a while i think it's time in a perfect world i think lesnar wins loses to mcintyre july at money in the bank mcintyre can turn heel and he gives his moment in front of fans that he properly deserves with Lesnar winning, you have Lashley and McIntyre in the back pocket of, well, he's taken losses there. With Roman, I don't see one guy on the full-time roster that is a believable threat to, to beating Roman without a year's worth of buildup. What are your thoughts? Then we'll move on. I can't disagree. I, I, I wish I could, honestly. But, but I can't because... I mean, you can throw out names even beyond that. Damian Priest, who looks like he's going to become a big-time deal pretty soon. Um, you know, they got rid of Cesaro, so Cesaro's not on that list anymore. Um, <laughs> they don't even have Jeff Hardy, which, I mean, it, 
Roman's not going to lose to Jeff Hardy, but with the way the crowd was over with him, you you think it would be an interesting match, an interesting setup. Um, but yeah, like Bobby Lashley, McIntyre, Big E, um, Finn Balor, which they just gave the U.S. title to. Um, I mean, you could bring somebody up from NXT, I guess, but I don't even know in that regard who you bring up that really means that much of a big deal. Um, like, you're right. If we don't do this now... It becomes that thing of who's going to beat him. And honestly, it was the same way with McIntyre. We said that for the last couple of weeks. If he doesn't lose here, who's going to beat him? And don't get me wrong. You could do it. I'm not going to sit here and act like you couldn't do it. Like you could find somebody to do the job and get the title from him and make it look good. But are people going to be invested in it? And I think that's the big problem is you could do it. Clearly, you can do it. Believe me, they've done it before. And it hasn't really made any sense. It hasn't really come out the greatest, but they've done it. I mean, Goldberg could come back in a moment's notice. Beat Roman. Boom. Now Goldberg's champion. It's happened before, trust me. But I think if they really want to take care of both Brock and Roman... You're right. They gotta give it to they gotta give it to Brock. And again, I, I think it should be a be a short run because I think we need to transition. This is gonna sound weird, but we need to transition back to a beatable champion. That way you can open up the floodgates of this could happen, this could happen. Well, right now, Brock Lesnar has ran through everybody on the roster, not named Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns has ran through everybody on the roster. So uh, it's there is one you other You have guy. more options. Go ahead. But he's not technically on the roster. Bray Wyatt. Look, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Uh, but is he... I hope I'm right and he's back in the fold. That would be amazing. Can you imagine that? Monday after Raw. You mean Monday? You mean the Raw after Mania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, Raw after Mania, lights go out, Fiend appears. I'm for it. I, I do that's think the, so. uh, that's the only legitimate thought I can come up with is Bray Wyatt. I had to go outside the company, technically. I'm all for it. Or Cody, I guess Cody Rhodes. Like, would that count? Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, we're about to transition into him, but I, I don't. He'd be see. He'd be a believable competitor against Roman, but I I still wouldn't believe he's going to beat Roman because. Well, and there's no story. There's no story there. Like it would be nice if there was story, but there's no story there. You know, uh, Cody Rhodes was the face of AEW for all of a year. Um, you know, he was the face during the pandemic, but it's a shame that, that Hunter can't wrestle anymore. Say it again. Said so it's almost a shame that Hunter can't wrestle anymore. Would have loved to see in that match. Well, uh, you never say never, uh, but it, I would be surprised to. Uh, I would be surprised to see it. We'll, we'll see. All right, let's talk more about Cody Rhodes. Since you weren't here uh, this past week, you were busy. You were uh, 
you were out. Uh, you were out becoming an. Uh... Don't don't lie to them. I was at a hockey game. <laughs> I ditched the show for a hockey game, but I ditched the show for a hockey game because I thought I was going to get to go behind the scenes. We couldn't make it happen, but it is what it is. Well, who could blame you? You took a nice, you know. Everybody needs a week or two. Well, and so I had, I you know, I had big news Cody before situation. that. Cody Brandy leave AEW. Uh, our our friend Big DVC is convinced it's a work. I'm convinced it's not. Uh, so they leave AEW, and what are your thoughts on on their future? Are, they, are you know, it looks like they're coming to WWE. If that's the case, where would you put him? Uh, when would you debut him? And should he even come to WWE? Just, 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 just get into it. I know you have a lot to say. So I'll start off with: I, I do think it is happening. I think it is a good move for Cody Rhodes. Uh, a, a lot of talk was they started to have a fallout with creative, and I know what everybody's going to say: He's going to WWE. How's he going to get better creative in WWE? Here's the thing. Number one, he's Dusty's kid. <laughs> that already gets you in good graces in the WWE. Number two, I think because of the way he has evolved and matured, that's going to get him a better platform to bolst- to promote his own creative ideas. I, I don't think he's going to have a problem getting over with creative and having more creative freedom than he did the first time around, simply because he's shown he can handle it and, you know, book himself in a good spot and create some good matches, so on and so forth. Um, so I do think both – I don't think Brandy's going to – I believe the rumor that Brandy's not going to show up. I, I think it's just going to be Cody. She'll probably be in the background, probably – honestly, be at home. If I'm her, I'm staying home. You got a kid, deal with that, you know, be a, be a mom at home and don't have to worry about coming to work. I'm fairly certain that Cody Rose will make enough money at WWE that he does not have to worry about her having to go find a job in WWE. And, now, if she gets bored, sure, I'm sure they could find something for her. And honestly, maybe she'll step back in the ring again. Um, but as we saw in AEW for like a week, that... Yeah. Mm, <laughs> She she might want to go to NXT, uh, but <laughs> as far NXT, as NXT level up, <laughs> exactly. Oh God, did we? Did you talk about that? <laughs> uh, we might have to at some point. Um, as far as where would I put Cody? <sighs> I would have put him in the Edge match, probably. <laughs> I really would have because that would have been a great match. Not that the match that we're going to get isn't going to be great, and I'm I'm going to be very excited to talk about that, so I'm looking forward to it. But, I mean, to be honest, that's where I'm putting him right now. I'm putting him kind of in the dream match spots until I can either build him up or, you know, get him over enough, which I'm sure it won't take that long, but, Build him up, get him over enough to the point that you can maybe put him in a high-profile spot. Maybe start him off with the U.S. title or the... Honestly, that's what I'm doing with him. I'm putting him in the Intercontinental title spot again. Because 
that thing needs rebuilt again because they have absolutely abused the Intercontinental title and it needs somebody to revive that damn thing because, the and honestly, it's their own fault. They have not put it on pay-per-views. They've barely had it defended on shows. Put Cody Rhodes in the IC title picture and let's let's go. I'd start him off there, and then we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, put him in some dream matches. He's been away from the company for a while. Put him in some good matches. Put him against AJ Styles. Put him against Seth Rollins. Put him against Finn Balor, Damian Priest. Hell, if you want to put him against Brock Lesnar, I don't give a damn. Just put him in some pretty good matches, and we'll go from there. But that, that's where I would put him. Um, What was the other thing you asked me? Uh, should he go to WWE? Is there better options elsewhere? Between WWE and AEW? Not really. I, I, I mean, everywhere else, he could go to Impact, but I, I don't see him making that much of a difference. He could go to NWA. I think that was that's maybe your next best step. I know people are going to probably say he could go to New Japan. Yes, he could, but I, we've been there, done that. And what is he going to do there that he hasn't already accomplished and hasn't already changed the business there? Like to me, that that provides no incentive for him to really go there. He already made a splash there. He already made himself a, a very established name, and he did it in WWE too. But I think coming back to WWE presents more of a, a an opportunity and more of a challenge for Cody Rhodes than going to New Japan. As far as NWA, I think that's your next best option. Ring of Honor, if if Ring of Honor could get him, and I know there's everybody's so high on this Ring of Honor thing because everybody thinks that Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. First off, I don't buy that. I I really don't. Um, If he did, I... Pray to God that he runs it better than he ran. He's running Rampage. But well, I don't think he did. And if he did, he's an idiot because AEW is in the red as far as profit margin goes. Exactly. Exactly. You have no reason to buy another company at this point. Right. So I, I don't buy that for a second. And even if he didn't, um, Ring of Honor. As much as I would love to see Cody Rhodes in Ring of Honor, number one, I don't think they can afford it. Um, and number two. As much as I want to see them come back to prominence with big names, and that would probably be a good catalyst to start, I think you got to start smaller if you're them. Work more so on partnerships and go from there and then see if you can regain some of the established names that you used to have in the company. So I think for right now, WWE's where it's at for him. As much as I'm sure people don't want to hear that, because it's the big, bad, evil Vince, that's where he's probably going to fit best because he's going to get equal to the creative freedom he probably had in AEW, maybe a little less. He's going to get paid probably the same amount, if not more. They're going to give him probably just as much freedom from a talent standpoint as far as days off and, you know, having time to go home and be with his family and be a dad as AEW was going to give him. So 
I mean, and there's a lot of great opportunity for matches. A lot of great opportunities to seal the show. A lot, even though I, I know they've released tons and tons of people, but trust me, there's still some damn good matches that can be had in WWE for Cody Rhodes. So, I think if he's done with AEW, that's the place to go. As much as people don't want to hear it, that's the truth. That's what we like to speak right here on To The Turnbuckle, that's the truth. And I'll give you my opinion on Cody Rhodes, especially after hearing what you had to say in a moment. But first, there's some comments to get to. We have to do that. Christopher Brown, he's chiming in. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Christopher. Uh, he says, Logan, it's my understanding that Roman may end up keeping the belt until WrestleMania 39 when he faces Dwayne, who would then announce he's given up the belt the night after Mania to set up a free-for-all. I wouldn't put it past Vince to give us another year-long feud like we got with Dwayne and Cena. I hear you. I, I hear you. Here's the thing, though. Here's the, here, Let me... I think, and I understand that I'm in a, a very minority when it comes to my opinion of The Rock. I'm not a huge fan. I respect his greatness. I, I respect that he's one of the greatest of all time to ever do it. But I think that, um, you know, I, everybody knows my views on his part-time status after only seven years. Here's the thing. And Napper, uh, people <clears throat> always talk about, you know, I always get fired up for Goldberg when he comes back and people say, well, how in the world, you know, he's, he can't do, but two moves and he's 55. And why do you want to see him as champ? And those are fair arguments that we have every time Goldberg pops back in and we will have him again, assuming he pops up somewhere again down the line. Here's the thing. The Rock has not competed in any form of match since WrestleMania 32. He hasn't had a real match since WrestleMania 29. He is, uh, you know, what is what is his age now? Is he is he 50 yet? Look that up for me. I don't think so, but I will look it up. Look that up for me. Uh, because that's a pretty important point I want to make, no matter what the age is. One year shy. One year shy. So he's going to be around 50 by the time WrestleMania 39 rolls around. All right. So let's assume. Actually, he'll. I think rock. he'll turn 50 this year. He was born in 1972. So. So let's assume. Let's assume The Rock is making time for WWE for next year. Let's assume he's got it part put in his rock calendar and he's going to be there and he's going to give it one more go at WrestleMania 39 in what they're high, they're planning as a company to be the biggest WrestleMania of all time because it's going to be out in Cali. And that's where all the media is and and so the the big talk is Vince wants that to be the biggest mania of all time. By the way, way too early prediction, Undertaker's going to wrestle on that show. Uh, I really believe that because he wants it to be the biggest mania of all time. That's what Vince keeps telling everybody for next year. So let's pretend the rock is good and set and good to go. Even if that's the case, he has not wrestled a legitimately competitive match since WrestleMania 29. He has not wrestled a match at all other than a five second squash of Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32. And he'll be 50, 51, somewhere in that ballpark. You know, how is he any different 
it, other than likability and other than athleticism that he had in his prime, how is he any different than Goldberg coming in and squashing somebody? How? How is he any different than The Undertaker coming in and beating AJ Styles? How is he any different than Brock Lesnar back when he was hella part-time coming in and just, you know, taking the thing over? How is he any different than the complaints we made about John Cena not putting this guy over or that guy over? I understand, again, that I am in the extreme minority of my opinion of The Rock. I get that. He's an icon and the place explodes. And I want to see him back in WWE more often. It's one of the reasons he upsets me so much with his extremely busy schedule and i you've never heard me say i don't want to see him in wwe right never i'm mad that he's never around but nonetheless that's not that's not the point of this discussion we can discuss that another time how is it any different if roman who again we just went through a list of names in in who in kayfabe terms say what you want about any of those men that we listed off about 10 minutes ago that's beating a who's who in kayfabe. That's beating a who's who. How is it any different if The Rock comes in and gets the W when he's going to be 50-something years old, hasn't wrestled a competitive match in what will be a decade? I, I, ju- I just don't get it. But because it's Dwayne, we can be thrilled. How would you feel, Mr. Napper, if The Rock comes in and is the guy to beat and end this long run? Now, now let me let me clarify this before I let you answer this question. I can tolerate it to some extent if Roman loses to Lesnar because, because then it proves that Roman's beatable. But if Roman doesn't take a championship loss between now and WrestleMania 39, and that loss is to Dwayne The Rock Johnson under the circumstances I just painted to you, what the fuck does that say about anyone else on the roster? And, and honestly, not even that. Like, if he goes till next year's WrestleMania, he's at what five hundred some days, or like yeah, five sixty yeah. yeah, so or something like, like that. Five thirty, five forty. Yeah. If he goes till next year's WrestleMania, that's what eight hundred. That'd be that would get around eight hundred days. There are very few champions in wrestling that have gotten around 800 days, close to 1,000. You're getting up around Bruno territory at that point. And his championship loss is going to come to a guy that comes back one time in how many years and just happens to beat him? Yeah, I agree with you. That... How, again, taking completely aside the fact that he's regarded as a wrestling icon, I get it. And believe me, I don't disagree. Like you said, you don't disagree with that part in terms of we want to see him. We know how good he is in the ring. We know how good he is as a performer. But that doesn't mean that it's believable. Because of the fact that we've not seen him in a wrestling match in so long. That you would have to have some sort of build up to it. Other than I'm the rock. I'm most electrifying man in sports entertainment history. And I'm going to kick your ass. Like, No, it doesn't work like that. He beat Brock Lesnar. If that's the, if this is the case. Like 
I'm sorry. I think even Brock Lesnar could kick your ass. So what? Like, really? Yeah, it's hard to disagree. It makes no sense if that's the route we're going because, as you pointed out, he's got to take some kind of loss. If it doesn't happen, we are getting into very, very crazy territory that they're going to have a hell of a time trying to explain to a diehard fan. And I get it. When they go to WrestleMania, they pander mostly to the casual fan, but you're going to get a lot of people that are like, really? That's the guy to beat him? Oh, all right. Whatever. To my knowledge, to my knowledge, that if you were to go a whole other year and be a champion, you're getting into the territory of, I think, only two men. I believe Bruce, Bru- who you mentioned, and Hulk Hogan, who had that big four-year run as champ. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, JBL I mean, had what? How long? Uh, like four hundred, three hundred thirty-three, something like that. Yeah. And I'm trying to think who the longest were with, uh, with CM Punk. You're That's the one. You passed Lesnar's extremely part-time Universal title run that lasted forever. Um, it, like I said, I think you. I think the only two in that ballpark, if it were to go a whole another year, and that's a big if. But if it were to go a whole another year, I think the only two in that ballpark beyond that is Bruno and Hogan. I think you're right. So that, that's a that's that's a tough that's that's a tough sell. Uh, another comment from Christopher Brown back to the Cody Rhodes situation. If Hunter were, were healthy, a feud with Cody could have written itself. You could have Cody make his big comeback, having him, you know, talk talking about AEW, and then Hunter Hunter's music hits, and he respectfully reminds Cody about smashing the throne. You're right. Uh, but <laughs> he doesn't think that we'll see Triple H wrestle again. I, I don't think we will either, but you technically could still do something like that because uh, let's not forget that, and and frankly, you could even do that this year um, if you wanted to go with a little gimmick change for uh, Mr. Seth freaking Rollins. Seth Rollins has been mentored heavily by Triple H. You could have Seth Rollins versus Cody with Triple H in, in Seth's corner. Take my and, money. You know, Take my money. Uh, you know, you could still do something like that. Doesn't mean you. W- I, but I'm saying, even if he can't wrestle again, uh, I don't think it's that he can't get physical. Like he yeah, can't have a he can't have a full fledged match. I, I guarantee he can take a bump. Like a bump is not going to take his heart out. Yeah, and and again, we also I also want to stress that we don't know if he's been if he's been told he can't wrestle ever again or not. Uh, Jerry Lawler's had a heart attack and wrestles every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's only WWE that won't clear Lawler just out of pure fear. And Lawler's been back in the ring for five or six years since that heart attack. And say what you will about the quality of the matches or if he should be out there, but he hasn't had any heart-related incidents. He hasn't had any health scares. It's it's or- honestly a miracle they cleared Edge and, like, Daniel Bryan and that that entire so, group. So, but but we don't, we, we don't know exactly. Uh, I would agree that I don't think he'll wrestle again, but but we don't know exactly. But even if he doesn't have a technical match again, there's nothing that says he can't play a managerial role and I don't know, drop a pedigree. There's 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 other options to get around those sort of things. Wouldn't be quite as cool, but could still get the story across. I think it's worth considering. All right, finally, uh, and I forgot to put it on the rundown to be quite honest with you, but we'll just fly out of the two of our pants and then we'll take a break. Cesaro uh, quietly parted ways with WWE. 
We quietly forgot to put it in there. <laughs> Look, there was a lot of that happened this week. A lot. Uh, I've already dropped one F bomb, so I better watch it. Uh, you can do that if you're PG 13, and we are. If you ever notice, if there's more than one F bomb, it's rated R. If there's one F bomb, it's PG 13. There's a fun fact. Look, I do. I think that uh, I, I think that Cesaro quietly exiting WWE. I, I think that's great for Cesaro, and he's leaving on good terms. And the one thing though I want to address is: can we stop acting like it was a horrible run? Was it a world championship? No, but for a while there, for like two to three years, the Bar was arguably the best tag team on the planet. Certainly the best tag team in the company. They won like five tag team championships in the span of like three years. They had a hell of a run. They they will go down, in my opinion, as one of the greatest WWE tag teams of all time. The bar was a hell of a run. Uh, he won an Inter- Intercontinental Championship. They tried to put him with Paul Heyman. It's one of the few people that Paul Heyman couldn't work his magic with. Were there some mistakes made? Absolutely. I'm not arguing that. People go, you never, it's the same thing. I feel the same thing about Cesaro as a do Dean Ambrose. There were obvious mistakes made with Dean Ambrose that should not have happened. That doesn't mean it was all horrible. There were some obvious mistakes with Cesaro that should not have happened. That does not mean it was all horrible. He had a very solid run and he, well, frankly, Probably a Hall of Fame worthy run in one of these years. But I mean, let's be honest. He he's he's got enough on the resume that he can probably go in the Hall of Fame, and no one would complain. But let's just let's just consider that. So my only thing is when people go, well, well, see, Vince doesn't know what a true star is, and da, 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 da. maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But let's not act like that he's had a horrible run this last year or so has been pretty rough because he's been barely used. But other than that, it's been a pretty good run. Yes, mistakes were made. I'm not arguing that. Mistakes that should not have been made. But WWE's going to make mistakes with everybody. They will. I got news. So will AEW, Brian Cage getting re-signed for another year, even though he hadn't been used in what feels like a year. How is that any different than what's going on with Ali? I, I, I just don't. We have to keep that in mind. What are your thoughts on Cesaro? Uh, do you think that his WWE run was a failure? Uh, what are your thoughts? And then we'll talk about what do you think his future is. I don't think it was a failure. I think there were were failures in it, but I do not think the overall run in WWE was a failure. Um, the biggest thing is obviously the world title shots and not getting too many of them, if at all, except for the one that he got against Roman. But, you know, this is the thing sometimes with with people that are released, and of course, especially because it's WWE, everybody wants to look at it, and, oh, look, they don't know what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. Like you pointed out, look at Brian Cage. Look at, you know, insert name here on the AEW roster. They're getting pretty packed up. There's, I can name a couple of guys on that roster that, yes, 
they may be creatively in a better spot than they were in WWE. Doesn't mean right now they are. They may, in the long run, have a better creative opportunity in AEW, but they don't right now. Brian Cage is one of them. But he wasn't in WWE, but still, what's he been doing? Miro, same thing. I know he got injured, but still. Kip Sabian. We haven't seen Kip Sabian in God knows how long. And I know he had that injury, but mm, been a while. Um, You know, Orange Cassidy, yeah, he gets pushed up to the front of the line every once in a while, but he's a gimmick. He's a gimmick. Um, and, and honestly, even MJF, like, yes, the story with it with CM Punk is probably his biggest match of his career, but feels like he should be should be doing more. And so you look at all this stuff that people are like, oh, they they wasted his talent, they wasted this, they wasted that. It waste his talent. Should they have done more with his talent? Sure, but they didn't waste his talent. They wasted his talent for a month after he was basically out of the company, or you know before he was out of the company. But they found ways to make him entertaining, and he got over the Cesaro section, the swinging, like everything that he did was entertaining, and they put it on the in the spotlight. And like you said, the bar, the bar was one of the most entertaining tag teams out there for a long, long stretch. And so I don't, I, I have a hard time saying that he was wasted in WWE. And that's the thing that kind of drives me nuts is wasted to the casual fan is he wasn't a world champion. That's not what wrestling's all about. I get so sick of everybody seeing these people and just because they're not in a world title spot, people say they're wasted. They're not wasted because they're not in a world title shot or world title spot. They're wasted when they're not used regularly on television. Cesaro was used on television regularly. Any chance they could put him on there, he was on TV in some fashion or another. So, it is what it is. I agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, people get so... Not everyone's going to be a world champion, for better or worse. That's why it's world champion. Not a, Jake Roberts, not a world champion. Roddy Piper, not a world champion. Scott Hall, not a world champion. I just gave you three icons to varying degree, but three people that we can't tell the story of this industry without eventually talking about. Well, and if you really want to get technical, tied to other sports, tied to football. Look how many teams were not Super Bowl champions. Doesn't mean they weren't great teams. There have been incredibly gifted football teams in the history of the sport that were not Super Bowl champions. Doesn't yep. take away from the fact that they were great teams. Now, I people are going to look at them. Go ahead. I think I can say this with some level of authority. As a Bengal fan, I think, and I've done, a, as you know me, I go back and do research of history of anything I'm into. It's a problem. I think without question, this year's team was the greatest Bengals team in franchise history. Oh, still without a, a doubt. Champion. Without still a doubt. A, still not a Super Bowl champion. Now, 
we can talk about why, but that's not this show. But they did not win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's, it is. You're right. The same thing. And people have to remember, and you may not like this, WWE is not New Japan. Personality means a boatload. And unfortunately, Cesaro is not, he's not the most charismatic individual in the world. He's not. Uh, especially in the land of where charisma is everything. That, that's the truth of it. I mean, Lance Storm is a Hall of Fame wrestler. But he's not, he's not the Hall of Fame charisma-wise. That's the same sort of thing. Now, Cesaro's got more charisma than Lance Storm does or did. And I know that I'll see Lance Storm this week. And if he hears about that, I would tell it to his face. Wouldn't unless he heard about it. <laughs> but, <coughs> but like that's just the truth of it. There's so much about WWE that isn't in-ring wrestling. It's goofy. It's, I mean, it's just the way it's wrestling on ice, kind of. Cesaro can go do great things in any other company that, if he goes to New Japan, that's huge. I mean, you're talking so many incredible matches. But people have to remember that WWE is not New Japan. They're not. They're not... It's it's not wrestling first. It's entertainment first, and we hope it's a great match. Uh, that's a comment I want to get to uh, from from um, from from Jay Lucas, uh, who said the Vince and Pat. Uh, I believe that's what he was talking about. The Vince and Pat match would bring the card down. Jay, with all due respect, brother, it's it's WrestleMania. There is no bringing the card down. It's about the spectacle. Like you're, we don't look at WrestleMania and go all time wrestling cards. We, we look at spectacle. We look at Wrestle Kingdom and we say all time wrestling cards. It's a little different. Uh, Cesaro is not again. Cesaro is not New Japan, but to say his run was a failure is, in my opinion, completely inaccurate. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm good, buddy. How are you? I am quite well, uh, but well, I'll keep rambling here as we as we get you all situated. Oh, let me get to a couple comments as my dog wants to make comments. I love dogs, but they're hard to do a show with. Uh, let's get to a couple comments from Jay Lucas. Uh, he talks about Cody versus Riddle. Yeah, that'd be a matter of a match. I, he said that you could have Triple H manage KO and Rollins. You could, but I don't think they're going to last too long. I think it, this is just a temporary... Maybe they get back together this summer, but for now, it's a completely temporary uh, process. Mr. McCarthy, we're just talking about Cesaro being gone from WWE. And I want to get your thoughts. Do you think his run was a catastrophic failure? Because some people have said that. Napper and I say no because he had great runs as uh, as part of the bar. That'd be one of the all time great WWE tag teams when we're talking about it at the end of the day. What are your thoughts, Cesaro, gone from WWE, leaving on good terms? So I mean, it sucks that he's gone, but he, he did it the professional and right way, and it wasn't it wasn't even like creative issues with Cesaro. So it's one of the reasons why I don't know if you can say that he was wasted per se, like. Because it wasn't, it, it came down to how much money he wanted to be paid to live on the road away from his family. I know he's got a new child. I believe it's a daughter. 
I don't know how old she is, but I mean, fairly new. And if you're going to be away from a brand new baby that much, you got to be getting paid for it, especially when you've been with the company as long as Cesaro has. Like they're because loyalty kind of goes both ways. I know we've talked about that on on here before, and you can be loyal to a point, but you can't sacrifice everything for loyalty. Sometimes your loyalty needs to move from your job to your family, and vice versa. Because there are times where you just got to suck it up and get it done. And it's I wouldn't consider it a failure because when we look back at Cesaro's career, and who says it's over in WWE anyway? It hardly ever is. I mean, especially with the rumors of Cody coming, like that—that's a prime example of never say never when it comes to WWE and wrestlers. But he's had an illustrious career, one of the greatest intercontinental United States and tag team champions that we'll ever talk about. He'll just be—he'll be Dan Marino. And I heard you guys talking about that earlier, transition to other sports. Well, who's the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl? Most people say Dan Marino. We can have that conversation about Cesaro. One of the eerily all-around wrestlers. One of the best of his time. And he just didn't get the world title. And not everybody can be world champion. We've seen that before with... Not saying that Cesaro wouldn't have been ready for a world title run, but we've seen him push people way too soon when, and even give veterans the title, and they crash under the pressure. I mean, it's not a lot of people say it's a prop and this, that, and the other, but it's more than the title when you're the world champion. You get double the appearances. Got to go to double this contract, the double signings and you, you get put into the front of everything and not everybody can be that that's I, that's one reason why one of the reasons why John Cena was champion so many times and for so long he was good at that probably one of the best wrestlers ever in the backstage media side and promotions because he promoted wwe like crazy with everything that he did but like not everybody's willing to do that frankly john still does he always insists that he's still a part of the wwe um he wants to be considered a part of the WWE family that's a different discussion for a different time but yeah that's that's a great point that probably is underrated i listed off you probably heard as you were coming in I said Jake Roberts, uh, Scott Hall, and Roddy Piper were never world champions. Now, two of those men I just listed, probably due to their own demons. Uh, you know, uh, there's probably a promotion that you know, you know, maybe WWE never would have put it on Roberts anyway because of Hogan, but he worked other places and he never never got that shot. Uh, Razor Scott probably could have got it at some point, but again, his own demons. Uh, but those are three icons that you can't tell the story of this sport or whatever you want to call it. With, you can't tell the full story of this sport without mentioning them at some point. When when the annals of history are done and written, those th- those three men are going to come up and they never won a world championship. Uh, it just didn't happen. So it, it's not everything. It's, it's unfortunate, but 
Cesaro did it the right way, and he's gonna he should when the borders open up, he should go to New Japan and put on bangers. Because that's the place that would suit him the best that I look at, maybe the NWA as well. Uh I think it would suit him so incredibly. I could see Cesaro putting on a banger for the NWA World Championship with whoever walks out of it at the Crockett Cup, whether that's Matt Cardona or Nick Aldis. Certainly in New Japan, can you imagine him in Okada? Oh, I mean, I mean, incredible. Can you imagine him and Switchblade Jay White? Uh, just, I mean, think about it. I think you could even have fun with him in the House of Torture. I think him and Evil could put on a banger. There's just so many that I look up and down that roster. Can you tell I'm getting more familiar, by the way, Mr. McCarthy? My friend, I can yeah. tell. Yeah. I look up and down that roster because I'm watching this thing like a bad man. Uh, and I, by the way, I was up late, uh, this, this morning watching the, the 50th anniversary show. And, and, uh, there's just so many that I go, yeah, let's do it. And again, if, if he doesn't want to go to Japan, totally get it, but there's enough at impact that he could, he could do great things there. Uh, Ring of Honor, we'd love to have him back. I, I, I'm I'm sure of it. MLW, why not? There's there's other options out there, and they may not be as prominent as the WWE or AEW. I don't want to see him in AEW because it's too freaking crowded. What do you think, boys? I'll start with you on that, McCarthy. Yeah, I it's it definitely is not time Sorrow to go to AEW. It, it's, like you said, it is crowded. It's getting crowded. And until they can get granted some more time, they really have to slow down a little bit on the signing. I mean, it's great to see guys there. It really is. But it comes to a point where you are you're running into Vince territory with the amount of talent that you have. And yes, AEW and WWE technically are competition, but I don't mean it that way. You guys know what it was like. You remember. A lot of you watching probably remember. When they really got behind this NXT idea of Triple H's, they took everyone. It didn't matter. If you had a name and you were on the indies, come into NXT. Sign you a two-year contract. See if you make it. See if you don't. Come to Papa. If it doesn't work out, you get to ask for more money on the indies because you worked for us. So it's a, you know it was a win-win for for everybody really until people became unhappy with what they were doing or transitions to main rosters. I mean, there's only one guy really that's been able to transition back and forth, and that's Finn Balor. At least he's been in NXT two different times, been on the main roster at least two different times, been champion. He's one of the few guys they didn't change. And it's like he just rolls with the punches. You could maybe you could maybe throw Bobby Roode in there too. And we talk about uh, we talk about who could Cody face to start out in back in WWE. Finn Balor is the first person that comes to my mind. I know Seth would be cool, but the story of Cody versus Finn for now the U.S. Championship, given their Bullet Club ties, especially with what Damian Priest did. Yeah, I don't, 
Yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't be a banger. Uh, speaking of Cody, and I, I, you know, I hate to regurgitate old news, folks, but with this kind of being a reunion episode, the boys have been busy. I've been a little busy. McCarthy, I got to get your thoughts on Cody and Brandy leaving AEW. This was this was a huge shocker. Uh, you know, is WWE the best place for him? It looks like that's where he's going. So almost certainly at this point, how should they bring him in? You know, just 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 go get it all out. I'm sure you've been dying to chat about it. Back to it. Cody Rhodes out of AEW. What does McCarthy think? Let's find out. It it is what it is at the end of the day. I I don't think if there is an AEW fan out there that's pissed off that Cody left, you have a problem and you need to reassess your priorities. Because, yes, he helped start the company. I talked about this five minutes ago. Loyalty only goes so far. It only goes so far. He accomplished everything he wanted to and more when he left WWE. And it didn't take him a year. As soon as his contract ran out, he was out doing stuff, making his own name. That was his goal, to prove that he could do it without WWE. And like I said, he did you know, he start, helped start a company. He did way more than anybody ever thought he would after he left WWE. But now it's about the brand at this point. It's about him and Brandy's brand. This is going to get him the most exposure, more opportunities to audition for things like movies and make even more money and really set your family up for, for generations to come. And it, and I think, yeah, it's fun to barb at each other over AEW and WWE. But at the end of the day, while we're fans of this sport, and they are too, the wrestlers, the promoters, you can't make it big in this business if you're not. It's very rare. If you don't come in liking it, you're going to end up loving it when you leave. And they look at it as a business. This is a business decision for Cody Rhodes. Unpersonal. He's not on the the outs and cussing out his old friends or nothing like that. He's I mean he's still supporting AEW ever so slightly, making slight comments to to their news about showing up in Detroit. And there's no guarantee he won't be back eventually. Or he's done. He finishes his contract with WWE and gets those auditions and is successful in the movie industry. He could be done in three to four years. Look, I said last week, I thought, I think this is a mistake on both parties. I think it's a mistake for Cody to leave AEW. I think it's a mistake for Tony to allow it to happen. Uh, reportedly, the big dust up was about money. You know, he wanted some, uh, probably some CM Punk money is what I, you know, that's the term that keeps getting thrown around, Punk money or Danielson money. And frankly, he probably deserves that on some level because uh, he took a chance. I, he took a chance on on Tony. There's, I said last week, there's like four guys, four to five guys that overall, within reason, deserve what they want. 
and that in that company, and to me, that was Cody. That's the Young Bucks. That's Omega, and that's Jericho. Those five guys bet on that brand at the complete infancy stage, and help make it possible. Help make it possible. Uh, it 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 truly, I think he deserved whatever amount of money he wanted. On the other side, I think. Tony deserved the expectation that I'll kind of get a hometown discount, if you will. And he'll ask for a little less than those guys because he's one of my boys. He's an EVP. He cares about the brand. I think both have lost sight of this. Yes, it's all about Cody and Brandy's brand. I think you could more effectively do that in AEW because the reality is a, a, a Cody return in WWE I think it's going to go something like this. It starts out huge. I mean, big time. Just short of the main event, probably. And it becomes the thing we talk about. But look at what happened to the Hardys and the Dudleys and so many others. They debut or return to the WWE. And you know what happens? Might be six months. Might be a year. But at some point, you don't matter anymore. Remember the pop the Hardys got at WrestleMania 33? Blew the roof off the joint, right? There wasn't a roof. But if there was, it blew the roof off the joint. And then you know what happened? You know what happened? They win the tag titles. And everybody's back. The Hardy boys are back. By the end of that thing, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy are dumping each other into a lake. Uh, we're begging for Jeff Hardy to get a United States Championship match that he didn't really get and never got the moment. And we're, we're just begging for Jeff to do something of relevance here in the last six months to a year. Would that have seemed possible after that pop and that return and that solid booking for a good six months the Hardys had? I'll answer for you, boys. The answer's No. Yes, it's Cody's going to be the shiny new toy. But Vince gets tired of shiny new toys. And then what? You did it for the brand. Good for you. But if how many people that aren't Roman Reigns, John Cena, and The Rock, and Hulk Hogan to some extent, really make themselves a brand in WWE? Not many, because they won't let anyone be bigger than the brand. All those guys that I just listed are Vince's boys to some extent, to degree. Hulk Hogan is still employed by that company to the best of our knowledge. After all that's happened, Cody's never going to be one of Vince's boys. He's never going to be able to be equal or near the brand. He's going to be at best Finn Balor, which is fine. Nothing wrong with it. But Finn Balor wants to be a wrestler. Cody wants to be a I don't know. He wants to be a he wants to be John Cena. His best route to be John Cena was AEW. They both were short-sighted in this. Cody deserved to stay, and Tony deserved the idea of you're not going to charge me CM Punk money because you care more about this company. They need each other. This is a this is a it's like Pink Floyd breaking up, you know. They need each other. They do. What do you think, McCarthy? 
I mean, I, I totally see your point that that does make you think that there there might be more than just money. Because that there, there definitely is an expectation because you would think building a company together, you'd be really close. But then, I mean, but you look at it this way in, in the regular business world. I mean, I'm sure this kind of stuff happens all the time start a business with somebody it gets successful you do what you do to cash out and you move on and do something else and i think that's the main thing whether it was a good decision or a missed opportunity to stay in aew we'll have to wait and see i don't i i don't know how the run in wwe is gonna go is it gonna go the drew mcintyre route or is it going to go the Hardy Boys route? And we won't know that for two years. I don't have I don't have a lot of high hopes. People compare this a lot to Hogan leaving WWE the first time, where it seemed inconceivable. But even even Hogan left originally, assuming that he wasn't lying, and I don't think that he was because he took a long time to get to WCW. He originally left because he wanted to pursue uh, Hollywood and. Thunder in Paradise, you know, he was doing that show at that time, remember? And that was like, he wanted to be his main focus. And he he didn't want to be, because Vince was going to go young, he made that clear, and Vin, and Hogan didn't want to be jobbed out. So it was like, all right, well, I'll go focus on this, and, and we'll see you down the line. And then he gets an offer about a year later from Bischoff that he can't refuse. But it feels like Cody is leaving AEW literally for the WWE and the brand. Am I wrong in that? Is that, is that how that feels to you? There's definitely a taste of that for sure, because he did leave and he was very outspoken about the WWE process. And it, maybe they made him some promises. We'll see if they keep them. This man crushed a throne as his first major statement. And now he's going to come sit under it. Mr. Napper. Correction, he's going to sit in front of it and be the Ottoman. Maybe Cody's the next guy in line now that Triple H isn't very healthy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be comfortable. Like you always hear about that back in the old days when there were kingdoms and castles and nonsense. And you have your Ottoman person. Do you think that's comfortable for the guy putting his feet on someone's back? I don't, I don't know. Comfortable. People are bony, especially like the servants and stuff. Like they're not well fed. Come on. This is 1654. They treated those people terribly. <laughs> well, what I think, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't think this is his intention at this point. But I think at the end of the day, and we're talking about two or three years down the line. Vince is just fattening Cody up for the kill. I'm sure he has big plans and thinks that everything I'd say right now is complete crock of crap, pal. But you want to know why it's a big benefit to WWE to have Cody come in? It's not to have Cody come in. It's because he was an EVP of that company. He can tell you how this works. What's their mindset? When's this person's contract come up? What does this person want? How do I butter their bread? Everything that benefits WWE is not because Cody can come in and provide a banger of a match. That's just an added bonus. 
he's being fattened up for the kill in the long run. He's going to get used and abused and sent packing. It, it just because... Say what you want. Vince, when he wasn't senile and crazy and considering wrestling a punter, stuck Dusty Rhodes in polka dots. That was Vince in his prime. This Vince, this Vince who's considering wrestling a Super Bowl punter, he's liable to have Stardust naked like Val Venus or something. It's, it, this is going to get nuts. We're going to start out so strong. We're going to have six great months, and we're going to see, look, Vince is doing it right. And then sometime, because he does this all the time now, I don't want to play with you anymore. You're not Roman. You're not Brock. You're not one of my ten guys that if they just show up, I'll do something for. Oh, God. Cody, you're being so short-sighted. Yeah. Vince McMahon was <coughs> a Super Bowl punter. Sounds like he's at his sharpest. Then it's okay. A, then it's that uh, video of Woody falling down the hole. Yep. I don't bye, Cody. Yeah, bye. Don't want to play with you anymore. It's just <laughs> absolutely nuts to me. They both need each uh. other to kiss and make up because Cody is an AEW guy. It's where he belongs. And if Cody wants to do more for the brand, he should. He could do better if he did one or two shot deals in New Japan or NWA or Impact. WWE, you're going to have six great months, and then you're going to get used and abused. And next thing you know, you're out there in a lake getting deleted. Telling you. All right. Canceled. You just might. You just might. Vince would be like, don't talk about that election on this company, pal. All right, so let's talk a little SmackDown. The titles are going to be unified. This is going to be the biggest winner. This is now being billed as the biggest WrestleMania match in history. Hell yeah, pal. The only problem is we've seen it at WrestleMania twice before. 31 and 34, along with some Saudi shows. And probably a few house shows we're not thinking of. I'll have to check out Cage Match. Uh, we've seen this. Andre the Giant is rolling over in his ginormous grave. You kidding me? He dragged his nearly crippled ass to get body slammed by Hulk Hogan. Just so 35 years later, Vince could tell you that wasn't the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. He dragged his nearly crippled ass to take the biggest bump of his career when he shouldn't have been in there at all, just so 35 years later, old Junior could say, you know what's bigger? A match we've seen twice before at Mania and 45 other times at every other pay-per-view. Oh, Junior. What in the blue hell are we doing? I'm not saying it's not going to be a great match. I think it's going to be the best match they've ever done. But we've still seen it. We've still seen it. I can't... I want your thoughts, because I have a perfect analogy, but I can't put it in PG terms. 
Can't even come close. It's so good, but it would get us so kicked off the air. You'll have to ask after the show. <laughs> I want to ask at the break. Yes, I promise you it's good, but I can't, I, I can't even come close to putting it in PG terms. Anywho, what are your thoughts on this unification match being the biggest of all time? McCarthy, we're going to unify the titles probably for all the two weeks because neither network's going to allow that to last. And it's the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Not Hogan, not Austin, not Rock. Not Taker and Sean. But Brock and Roman for the third time at Mania and the 45th time everywhere else. Damn, this is huge. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I guess let's... If we're going to call this WrestleMania the most stupendous ever, I mean, I guess you just got to go all in with everything. Pretty soon, I don't know, maybe they'll say this will be the best United States Championship WrestleMania match ever, and this will be the best cage match WrestleMania ever. And uh, They're going to do it for all of them because it's WWE and like to run it down the throat. I don't know what they're doing. You give them two weeks. They don't either. I I see I see Roman beating Brock, and that next day, Brock handed a title on Raw, a la Triple H, straight up. It's gonna be the next day. They already got it planned. This is such a I'm throwing shit at the wall WrestleMania because we're trying to sell out a hundred thousand seats twice. Johnny Knoxville is going to wrestle for your Intercontinental Championship. Pat Patterson's rolling in his grave. Johnny Knoxville is wrestling for the workhorse title. The title that meant something. Bunch of jackasses. Mr. I Show Dead Bodies on the Internet. Logan Paul is going to be in a big-time WrestleMania match. Oh, yay. Was that Logan or Jake that did that? That was Logan. That was Logan. Not that guy. Jake's the I, boxer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jake's the actual athlete. Should have said that. Led with that one, then I'd know. I got you. Don't get me wrong. It's going to draw some great heat. Vince might wrestle a punter. Awesome. I, I, I apologize. I misspoke. He's the boxer. I forgot the air quotes. He's the boxer. Vince might wrestle a punter because why not? Now that will be the most stupendous match ever. Uh, Hey. Hey, we'll take it. Uh, Because why not? It's 76 years old. Uh, Stone Cold's going to come back. And again, that seems so obvious. That's going to be a great match. He's got to be facing Roman or John Cena, right? Nothing else would make any level of sense. Kevin Owens. Well, what's the story there? Well, they both do the stunner. Kevin Owens now has a bigotry against Texas. Which makes no sense. He's from Canada, and he hates Texas. Oh, and and Naomi and Sonya Deville, who's only been a story for the last three to four months, you would think they're finally going to have their comeuppance. All right, we're finally going to have something big for Naomi. Guess what they're doing? They're putting <clears throat> in a tag title match because why not? With Sasha Banks, who she should hate. Maybe 
makes a ton of sense. We've only won Sonya and Naomi for the last three to four months. God, God forbid we put Sasha Banks, Banks with her actual... For three to four months, a pretty obvious story to me. I don't know. You get him in the ring at Mania, and she kicks the ever-loving crap. Nah, forget about it, pal. Forget about it. God forbid we put Sasha Banks with her actual tag team partner. I mean, Jesus, what in the blue hell are we doing this year? I feel like I say that every year, but this year just feels different. It It hits different. Didn't you know that? It hits different. It does hit different because that used to be, what, a year to build some matches? Then it went down to six months for most. Then it went down three it's like I told him. Like I honestly blame the fans. I I honestly blame the fans for a little bit because the attention span is not there, and at the same time, I don't think fans care about storylines anymore. All they care about is 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 it a cool match? Does it look good? They don't care about the story. They don't care about the in like the believability. They don't care about the in depth parts of building a feud. All they care about is version of Vince McMahon looks good. Right. They will not. We used to we used to go, damn, look at him. He looks jacked. And he's still in great shape, don't get me wrong. But without his steroids, and he's now 76 and he's a little hunched and he's a little older. The power walk's not gonna quite have the same feel. Don't get me wrong. I want that match to happen so much. I'm praying to Jesus for it. I mean that. I want it to happen so badly because I need something to sink my teeth into. And who does Logan love? Logan loves Vincent Kennedy, man. man. But holy blue hell, we're literally just throwing stuff in the what is going on in these creative meetings. So he brought camera on the creative meetings. It'll be the most watched. You thought Dynasty was a big reality show or the Osbournes back in the day? If you stuck a 24-7 camera on these meetings... Everybody's a wrestling fan again. It's the Monday Night Wars. Ooh, we could call it the Vince Files. There you go. I, I I have a question. I've got an answer more than Vince. So he tore both quads walking to the ring at the Rumble. What yeah. does he tear this time? Probably, probably pat a new ass if he stiffs him. It's going to be a torn meniscus. And how long ago was that when he tore his quads? It was a long while ago because Cena and like Batista were still. 2002, back when Vince was still jacked. and Give, it, give everybody a, a picture of what 2002 looked like. But not everybody had a cell phone, let alone a smartphone. I hope those quads have healed in 20 years. Electric cars weren't a thing. Like people were working on them, but they weren't a thing. DVDs were huge. CDs? And I graduated. If you had a CD player in your car where the face could come off, you had the the big binder of CDs stuck in between wherever you could so you could reach them while you were driving and not get in an accident. I graduated high school. I mean, 2002 was a crazy time. Right. You got your Ozman Cometh Greatest Hits album and just rocked it, brother. But I want to point out that I was half right. 
I pointed out the possibility that Vince might get back in the ring in some form or another. And I said, Austin Theory makes a good level of sense. Let's put him over. I never in my wildest nightmares thought, yeah, Super Bowl punter. Because Vince versus Theory makes some level of sense. Say what you want about his age. Say what you want about what good it would be. The story would have a payoff that makes some sense. But apparently we're like, I'm going on the Pat McAfee show, pal. Hell yeah. I'd rather see Randy and Pat in a punting contest. I'm just saying I was half right, but I never guessed how half wrong I'd be. Vince said, hold my protein bar. Good job, buddy. Good job. Proud of you. I probably gave him the idea. All right. Good job. I'm going to run down here because we're just rolling. So, yeah, Sami Zayn attacked Johnny Knoxville during the Intercontinental title celebration. Johnny Knoxville, I want to stress this. I'm not joking. Is going to get a shot at the workhorse title. I'm talking about the title that's been so coveted. And possess, I, I mean, Johnny, not, and, I, and I don't see how he doesn't win. <sighs> the story feels like the heels got to get the comeuppance. I think Johnny Knoxville, star of Jackass. <laughs> Is going to be your next Intercontinental Champion. That's not funny. For like, hopefully a day. I'm kind of giggling, but not be. I'm giggling because it's sad. You ever watch Family Guy? I used to watch it all the time. You know that. Ep- you know that that episode where Peter's trying to get the fro- dead frog in the box. <laughs> yeah. And. You don't giggle at first because it's not that funny because it's not. But he keeps dropping it. And he keeps dropping it. And he keeps And it's like, how long is this thing going to go? And then suddenly, by the fifth or sixth time he's dropped that dead frog, it's funny as hell. That's what this is. The IC Championship is a dead frog. Dead frog. And we just keep dropping it and dropping it and dropping it. And we're finally going to get it. We're finally going to get it. And Johnny Knoxville is apparently going to be that guy for some reason. Because his movie came out now almost a month ago. Yay. Yep. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Can't tell. Look. Goldberg, at this stage, is more qualified to be IC champion than John Knoxville. Just pointing that out. All right, let's take a look at what else we have to yell about. Ronda Rousey repelled an attack from Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. Oh, yay. By the way, that's how they put it on the website, repelled, like it's a bug. Like it's a bug. That's how they put it. Yeah, I thought you were just having fun with the rundown, and of course, of course, I did too. That's how they put it on the website. Repelled. This is so stupid. This is all. This is so stupid. It's a damn waste. We know Ronda's gonna win. Why? I have no idea. 
because she. Can we talk about the fact that no one wants to talk about the fact on WWE that, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey got her ass kicked by Holly Helm. I mean, nobody wants to talk about that. We make this roster look so freaking weak. Just so we can have Becky beat her in, what, a year? Yay. There are other women that deserve these opportunities. Charlotte Flair shouldn't have to put over Ronda. This sucks. Ronda's a horrible baby face. They couldn't even decide if she was a baby face or a heel because when she came back that night at the Rumble, she was a heel and now she's a baby face. What big breakthrough moment. And the reason she was a heel is because she took our heat personally. I take your embarrassment to this business personally because I care too much. You greenhorn. Jesus. And it would be one thing if they would build up every, like, the other example is Shayna Baszler. How many times have we taken Shayna Baszler, who is a legitimate fighter, and made her look like absolute garbage? Like, why? There are great women on the <coughs> Naomi sticks out. We've always said she deserves better, though she has had a few big moments that we all forget about sometimes. Tamina is now sucking face with Akira Tozawa. Literally. I mean, that's what's happening to Tamina Snuka. She's sucking face with Akira Tozawa, who's still dressing like a ninja. And he's not even making his funny noises anymore. You know, where the jaws get going. Huh. Dana Brooke and Reggie are a thing for some reason. Because hot, passionate love is what I want to see with them. Notice the sarcasm. I don't know. I don't I don't have any answers. Asuka is in the witness protection program. You might find her on a milk carton. Alexa Bliss. Awesome. She's back. Couldn't even cut a promo in her hometown last night. Where was she? She she took to Twitter about that? Yeah. How did we not, somehow or another, because she's still kind of lilyfied? Talk about the fact that this is where Lily got destroyed in Columbus, Ohio at Extreme Rules. I don't know. Writes its damn self. Does anybody watch the program they actually run? No. No, they don't. They just go through one show at a time. There is no plan. And then, oh, you know what? I just want to rant and rave about this for a second because, Napper, you pointed it out to me. Sorry, I'm just going today because none of this makes any freaking sense. I've already dropped one F-bomb today. I'm trying to not make it two. Like you said, Edge takes a concerto. He's gone for months. AJ Styles is going to take two. I'll see you next week. Hell, they made the match official. What are we doing? He just took two concertos from a now deranged Edge who was begging for somebody to come out and... 
face him and wanted to know what happened to this place. And then suddenly he gets mad that AJ Styles had the gall to come out and then he snaps and look, and, I, and I'm fine with heel edge. I was excited about that. I think that's great. But then he hits two concertos. So you're going to write him off for six weeks, right? Because his cranium just took two shots. What are we doing? McCarthy, there's a lot I just talked about. Talked about Ronda, Sonya, Naomi, the state of the women's division, the state of... Napper, help me. Somebody take it before I have a stroke. Where's my blood pressure pills? The state of his sanity. It's the same conversation we have every single year around this time. It's no, good. This is, no, this is extra worse. Oh, this yeah, is, this is, there's You're pneumonia and then there's COVID pneumonia. We got the worst kind. This, this is definitely This worse. is Omicron, damn it. <laughs> this is part of their lack of planning and not paying attention to the stories they're writing and not trying to push other people. I don't care who it is. I have my favorites, but damn, man. It used to be like one, one celebrity, not even really taking time from other wrestlers. You know, they were getting wrestlers added to the card because of tag team matches, right? We were having, you know, mixed tag matches and celebrity tag matches. And, you know, the the three-on-one with Jericho and Mickey Rourke and everybody and, it was, uh, it's been a problem for years and we're really at a head and I'm kind of worried to see where we go after this one. Like, I feel like I, we're at the point where come next Royal Rumble, we're at a cliff. We're on the cliff, right? So right now we're on the cliff. We're not so sure. Our tent is packed up. We're good to go. Staked in. We got our fire going. It's okay. Everything's fine. We can see the view. We're close to the edge. It's totally fine. It's okay. It's fine. There's some feet in between, some safe space, not a lot. And then we turn around to the Royal Rumble where some random ass celebrity is going to win the Royal Rumble. I see it now. And when that happens, that's when the crazy tornado or windstorm comes through and pushes our tent off said cliff. I can probably predict 10 of the entrants, and they're probably going to be all celebrities. Bad Bunny, your 2023 Royal Rumble winner. Oh, my God. Arnold, probably another one. Johnny Knoxville again. Yeah, why not? Logan Paul uh, again. Probably Wee Man. Wee Man, that'll be another one. Yeah, Steve-O, he'll probably. Nah, I don't know if we'll take Steve-O. Um, let's see. Stephen Amell. Surprised that Gabriel Iglesias hasn't gotten a WWE ring yet. He's a big fan. <laughs> there you go. I'd actually like to see that, kind of. <clears throat> and Rock, I'm sure, will be just raring to go. He's a Hall of Famer. Why not? Too bad Betty White passed away. Kyle Bush, probably. He's a 24-7 champ. I got behind Betty White winning. Anybody else, they don't belong. <laughs> Betty White wins the 2023 Women's World Rumble. Yes! Why not? She deserves it at, at 101 from beyond the grave. It could be done. Vince has faced God. Anywho, we're going to take a break before I die. Then we're going to talk about a different wrestling company before I die. This is to the Turnbuckle presented by Bruiser Nation Productions right here on Hilton Wrestling. 
Napper, I'm not going to tell you what to play for this break. Plug whatever you want. Do whatever you want because I'm at a loss. Only five more weeks to go to Mania. Christ. Alrighty then, I guess we'll be back right after this. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. 